Okay, hello and welcome to the Raining in Ray podcast, a spinoff of the Basic Bible podcast, and uh, I'm here with the one and only the Ray of Raining in Ray, the director of the Janesville Community Center, teacher at Rock County Christian School, author, blogger, the guy who does it all, Ray Jewell. Ray, welcome back. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. It's always good to be with you. Even now, even, even after we had a near-death experience right here. Even now on the road. Yeah. yeah, so we are entitling this Road Tripping with Ray. Yes. Because this is our, our second road trip of the week. Yes, it is. So uh, we're going to be talking about these road trips on this edition. And uh, just to let the viewer, the no, you're not viewing anything. You're, you're listening to this. The listeners know. We almost just died right now. Right now we are in the car. Um, when we say road tripping, we are actually doing it right now. That is so, correct. Uh, right now you're hearing the road. You're hearing all the bumps in the road. You're hearing my muffler. That uh, if uh, I'll be taking it to the good old folks at Fernside Fix It All in Beloit. Hey, there you go. So, we, we, we sort of have a sponsor. Yes. Well, Matt, if, uh, if Matt Fernside, if you're listening to this, if you want to knock off a few bucks for us advertising um, your business. business. Yeah. I'll, I'll even throw a link in the show notes where you can take your car to Fernside Fix It All in Beloit, Wisconsin. There you where go. They're not only fixing cars, but saving souls. As, uh, Matt is a very committed Christian, and uh, you can pick up some gospel literature even there in, um, in the shop. In the shop. Wow. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was trying to put the microphone down and I didn't realize I was uh, drifting Swimming, on yes. into oncoming traffic. Well, no, um, into the other lane. Because yes. we are on the interstate. Yeah, we're on I-90 right I, now. I would have been more adamant about you getting back <laughs> over <laughs> if we're oncoming traffic. But <laughs> All right, well. Well, here we are. So uh, this is non-edited, too. So if uh, someone cuts us off and I start turning up the blue streak, it's all, it's all in. So hopefully <laughs> that doesn't happen. All right, well, let's go. All right, so we are, uh, Ray, tell us about our first trip, because this was a, a special trip for you. I mean, it was fun for me, too. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's kind of, it was interesting to see uh, you in your element. So tell us about our trip on Wednesday. Tell everyone about our, what happened. Well, we went down to Lincoln, Illinois, to Lincoln Christian University, my alma mater. Um, my wife's alma mater, and... And now our daughter's alma mater as well uh, for a conference on technology. And that was, you know, an interesting thing and interesting enough for us to decide that we could go and take, yeah. take a day from school and, and uh, go down there. Um, but in the process, I got to see several people that I haven't seen in a while. And we, we did a podcast with the president of yeah. LCU, Dr. Donald Don Green, and uh, who's just Don to you? Yeah, I mean just, to me, he's Mr. President, you know, well, he was, chief. But when, you know. when we were in Lincoln, he was my pastor, and then um, you know we've always had a good relationship over the years. I took some leadership courses from him. Uh, he really opened my eyes to that, and I started getting excited about doing things that I could uh, use the, the skills that I picked up from, from that course, from that uh, that line of uh, work and my Master of Divinity degree there. 
But uh, yeah, we we talked to him for a while. He took us to lunch at the cafeteria now, in the Lincoln Room. That was in the Lincoln cool. Room. Well, you know, you gotta have a Lincoln Room if you have a school. Yes. With a, that's in Lincoln, Illinois. The but Dr. Lincoln. Green was very adamant in that the school was not named after Abraham Lincoln, but the city of Lincoln. Yes. Yes. That, that's true. Though the city of Lincoln's named after Abraham yeah. Lincoln because he helped design it, which is sort of an interesting story in and of itself. He sort of, you know, he was a surveyor as well as a lawyer and whatnot before he became president. But we also, it was interesting because down on the way down, you were talking about uh, the need for uh, an after-school club at Rock County Christian for uh, people who have... Well, not necessarily after-school, but sometimes yeah, during yeah. the school experience to deal with people, to help people deal with their doubts about their faith in right. Christ. And, it, you know, I'm like, well, we're going to go see a guy because I assume he'll be there today that uh, has a, a ministry that's in conjunction with his work at the school called Room for Doubt. Yeah. And uh, it's Dr. Rich Knopp, and you had a chance to meet him. Yeah. And, Short uh, conversation, good guy. Good, good, uh, you know, probably have him on a podcast. Yeah. For a long and he agreed somewhere. to do it. So. Yeah, so I would eventually like to even get him to come up to the school and do a day conference or something. He does that kind of thing. But uh, he's been working on that for several years, and I think he's gotten, um, gotten grant money from, oh, I forget the name of the the uh, company that has given grant money for for this kind of a project and that's been helpful for him you know for Rich it gets him some uh, probably a good chunk of his salary every year as well as being able to do videos and, and whatnot. I think and people website. should give us grant money to do that I think that yeah I think they, they should but then they know who we are yeah <laughs> that sort of kills uh, it, it I guess so <laughs> So it was really cool to just, yeah. uh, you know, I'm watching Ray in his element. Yeah. And, you know, there he is, popular guy on campus. And well, when you're not, you know, hanging out with friends, it, it was interesting um, how many professors there were praising your daughter. Yeah, that's 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 more that's more like it than, yes. than me being popular on campus. It was uh, all, all the professors, uh, President Green, were praising Anna. And, yeah. And she's... You know, she is definitely worthy of praise. She she uh, has a servant heart and a humble attitude. She maintained her her uh, last semester of school, maintained a 3.92 grade point average on a four-point scale, went to Pittsburgh on a mission trip, and was also involved in the spring play. So, you know, she, kept, she was very busy and yet kept her grades relatively high. So I'm curious later hear this recording because I want to know if I can hear all of these folks on the road. I, I was wondering um, about that too. It's we're even going to be heard. <laughs> you know, and I want to just shout out to Governor Evers. That, this is a campaign promise. And I've been told for many years that the main reason why we pay taxes, the first thing people say is, well, what about the roads you travel on? Well, are we going to raise taxes again? Because I thought taxes were already supposed to take care of everyone, but now we got to raise more taxes because apparently those taxes weren't carried. I can't do I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm getting a little upset. i got to get raiding in Kevin. Okay. Keep Kevin on task. How's that? All right. Well, okay. So so we're at Lincoln. I had 
had fun. I, I, yeah. I, I didn't know what to expect, but I, you know, I, I knew I needed a day off. Well, um, and, and, I mean, I think part of what made your day was we went into the library, they had a book sale going on, and you got several books that yes. you've always wanted, and, and that's that was sort of a cool thing. That was, yeah, for a decent price, and oh, on yeah. top of that, there were free books. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, 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 that kind of, but it was kind of cool just being on campus of a college again. Yeah. And just that academic setting kind of pretty cool. Yeah, my wife always said I I would always my spirits would, would be lifted just by walking on campus. And, and it's and a nice campus. It is a nice campus. They've really done a good job in the middle of a cornfield. Yeah. <laughs> but the school's been around since 1944. The There was a problem with the the independent Christian churches in Illinois, the lack of preachers because of the war, I suppose, was a big reason why. And the uh, founder of, of the organ of the school, uh, Earl Hargrove, was the preacher at Lincoln Christian Church, and he started this uh, Lincoln Bible Institute, and it just kept here come growing, the preachers and growing. Yeah, that was his, his calling. Cry. That was that was one of the coolest parts. Yeah, hearing that story, here come the preachers. That's that was the. Yeah. Kind of the motto of the school for a little bit. Yeah, for, actually for quite a while, really. And it, I mean, in a, in a real sense, it's never changed that. It's just that our understanding of minister yeah. has expanded quite a bit over the and years. And let me, you know, it won't be it won't be aired until probably this, this summer, but uh-huh. the interview we had with Dr. Green was really fascinating. It was a really good conversation. Yeah, he, he uh, very open about the struggles oh, yeah, of open. being the... Uh, the president, uh, I know Don well enough to know that he really didn't want the job. Yeah. Uh, but he's again his servant heart takes over, and he's done an exemplary job, I think. And he just, you know, uh, is now looking towards retirement, wanting to get someone in place as his replacement. But you know, a lot of lot of ups and downs being a college president, especially in these times uh, where you got. Uh, you got a lot of people who really don't even care if their kids have a Christian college experience anymore. So still trying to maintain your integrity and open up opportunities for different programs. The like the communications program is still relatively new. It's uh, Dr. Bercuzzi who's only been there for back to the school. He was a grad student with me, but back to the school about uh, five, six, seven years, I think. That's the program that Anna went through. And, uh, this guy over here is going way too fast, by the way. Yeah? Well, I, that's I'd like to honk my horn at him. Might as well. I'm going to get all the other road noise out anyway. here. <laughs> you know, two of the things that impressed me about the campus, uh, or, or the trip there, number one, I mean, you did meet a lot of your friends. Yeah, I saw um, a lot but of your, your friends were, you know, alumni. And a lot, so a lot of alumni were on campus. And I think that speaks well of the college itself mm-hmm. if people want to keep coming back. Yeah. And yeah. then number two, Dr. Green, you and I talked about this. Uh, you had this school about, what, just under 1,000 students or so? Yeah, about 800 or so. Um, and, you know, and, and as Dr. Green's showing us around, well, showing me around, you already knew your way. But uh, every student he came across, he called out by name. Yeah. That's yep. impressive, you know. Yep. And a student, uh, you know, you get hundreds and hundreds of students. Uh, I, I don't think it's just coincidence that he just happened to be by people he knew. 
Um, but it was that was that speaks well of him. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a top notch uh, guy, and really appreciate all that he's done and the staff has done. They uh, continue to adjust uh, where they need to, and and yet uh, you know the the baton keeps getting passed on. Yeah. I think that the school is on pretty solid footing right now. And highly recommend it for anybody who wants to go to a Christian university. It's uh, what one of the top five in the state as far as cost. You know, keeping their cost down, and that's impressive. You know, you go to a lot of these private institutions; they're going to be uh, quite a bit more expensive. But uh, I think that it's it's a good good opportunity to learn your craft in a, in a school that is committed to Christian worldview, regardless of what area you're going yeah. into. And I think that's, we need we need people, if we believe in the ministry of all believers, which, you know, it's a very strong principle in the Bible, it's a very strong Reformation principle. Uh, Even though it's not a Reformed school. It is not a reform school. And I was not beat up. No. I don't, although, I don't know if they knew I was Calvinist. Oh, uh, like you smelt know. it on me or something? Or I, Yeah, I don't think so. But, uh, you know, I think the the opportunity to get a, a decent education, and it goes beyond just in the classroom. Yeah. A lot of the professors will be mentoring or they'll have, you know, they'll take a group out to... Like, it, like I know that Dr. Rapuzzi's had all of his students out to his home. He lives in a little town about yeah. five, ten miles away from Lincoln. And, uh, you know, just, and then afterwards, too, after you've graduated, you're still part of Lincoln Christian University. Yeah, I think I saw a little bit of that when I was there. Yeah. You know, let's mention, because you mentioned uh, a little bit of Reformation theology here, but uh, we ran into a friend of yours who I believe is still on staff as, as the business teacher. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. And, uh, you know, he described business. I mean, he's talking about uh, getting into, uh, uh, I mean, I can't remember some of the guys he mentioned, but he said something along the lines of business is just my branch of theology. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that, that was a pretty cool yeah. uh, philosophy right there. Well, and I suspect that that would be, you know, you, you ask any of the professors there, that kind of a question. It's the same thing. You know, we had a chance to chat with the science professor. The science professor. Yeah, which I did. <laughs> I really don't know her other than that Anna had her in class yeah. and, and really appreciated her a lot. And, and in fact, she appreciated Anna. So, yeah. You know, I I think that uh, it's just it's one big family. And, and thanks, Anna. We know that whales can have rabies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but that was pretty cool because this woman had never met either one of us. Yeah. But just took the time to really sit down and chat with us. Yeah. We we probably talked for a good 15 minutes or more. Yeah. And she and, sat there and answered and, all our questions. And, and, and I'm sure she's busy because we're coming up for them. Graduation is, is May 4th. Yeah. So she's got... Busy, she's got, but she wasn't put off. She no. She like, oh, okay, she was very, yeah. very cordial and... Uh, you know, just it's, it's always good to get to know new people, yeah. And I really enjoy that. I mean, I'm friends friends with her on Facebook, but I'm friends with a lot of people yeah. on Facebook that I don't know personally. So let's get to the actual. We're there for 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, but every every everything else that we did besides the, the main point that we were there for. Yeah. Uh, the um, seminary lectureship. Right. With uh, Jeffrey Bishop, who's out of uh, St. Louis, St. Louis uh, Seminary. Yeah. And he was talking about technology, transhumanism, and basically the morality of these topics. And, yeah. Uh, what did what you glean from all that? that there's a pre, three pretty heavy lectures on that. Yeah, there was. Uh, to the point where you and I both said yeah. we're not, we're not going to go out and buy his book. Because <laughs> I don't think we can handle it. But the thing the thing that I brought away from there is we do. We, we are in danger of allowing technology to control us yeah. more and more. And uh, even in, like, the, the third lecture was the one that I felt was most practical. Yeah. Because he dealt worship. with worship. And, and even though he's from a high church tradition, that they don't have worship bands and yeah. all this technology and stuff. But he's right, you know. By the way, we are we are passing the largest culvers in the entire world. In the entire world. In the entire world. Newville, Wisconsin. Yeah. In case you need to know, and it's an easy on, easy off yes. of the interstate. So, uh, but and there's a Dunkin' Donuts over there too. But I don't know, you know. <laughs> but the, what he was saying was, you know, we just need to recapture the fact that we serve God, that we worship God, and like, you know, his terminology for the Lord's Supper is the Eucharist. He's, and I think he was correct in his assessment. A lot of Protestant churches, this, the guy is Eastern Orthodox, yeah. just so people know that, will, will treat the the Lord's Supper as a symbol after following after Zwingli's uh, teaching about that that the elements were just a symbol. Yeah. And to recapture the fact that when we are communing, doing this act, we are actually inviting the Lord to be in our midst as though he is and it's in our midst anyway. And but then the 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 partaking of the loaf and the cup is a retelling of the gospel. Right. Yeah. And we, we forget that because partly because when we use the loaf chip looks bread yeah, yeah, and the yeah. little little cups and juice and you know now it's probably more because of there's Sanitary. no breaking of the bread anymore. Yeah, there's no breaking of the bread. Which there's, symbolizes the, the, yeah, the right. ripping apart of the body. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, so we need to we need to get back to having the Eucharist be something a little bit more holy than what we yeah. normally treat it as. And, uh, and then the, he didn't really talk about baptism, but some in our have overemphasized the role of baptism and making it into a sacrament that necess- not necessarily is one in that regard, where it's almost you gotta gotta do this yeah. kind of thing. But the two together are the only ones that I would accept as sacraments or whatever right. you want to call it, because because they both retell the gospel. Right. They are simple, or they're they're, they're dramatic uh, retellings. Because when you're buried with Christ in baptism, and you rise to walk new, new life, you know that's just a 
Which is uh, one of the reasons why I reject infant baptism. Right. That's a reenacting of Christ's death and resurrection. Right. And that's uh, yeah, that's what we're doing in the act of baptism. We're dying to self and we're rising to walk yeah. in a new life in, in Christ. Uh, the other stuff, the, the interesting about, thing about Bishop, not only does he have a PhD, was it in philosophy or theology? I forget. I think it's philosophy. philosophy. But he also is an MD. Yeah. So the first session was on technology and the body. Yeah. And that was really interesting because you know, how far do we go? You know, again, where we are subservient yeah. to he made an interesting point. He talked about your view of death affects how you live now. Mm-hmm. It affects how you see the world. In fact, he said technology is not a tool. Technology is a way you see the world. Um, your, your view of mortality and death shapes your perspective on a lot of things. And the more technologically advanced that we get, the more we turn to technology as kind of a savior. Yeah. Um, and, you know, through artificial means, we can extend our lives. And at some point, that begins to affect, again, our view of mortality. Even we, to the point of transhuman. Yeah. Uh, he touched on that some. I thought he was going to do with it more than I, I wish he had, but he did. But, but the bit that I got out of it is now it's possible to take your brain and put it into something besides you after your body. Well, they're, they're not quite there yet. But. Okay, but that's what they're working for. Yeah. And that's sort of a scary thought. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want my brain being in something else. I don't think brain. something else wants my brain. <laughs> well, that's that's true. <laughs> well, and I had the chance to talk to Dr. Bishop after, and I asked him a question for the podcast. Uh-huh. Um, should I play that clip? <laughs> if you got it. Well, the problem is uh, I got on my recorder and um, yeah, I never recorded it. Yeah. Actually, I recorded half of it because I realized halfway through the question I wasn't recording. And I was too embarrassed to ask them to go back. Uh, and there were a lot of people behind me, so I'm like, yeah, whatever, forget yeah. it. Oh, so what well. did you ask him? Well, I asked him, how do we look to Jesus as Savior? How, well, how do we re- not look to technology as our Savior, but look to Jesus as Savior, but not reject technology completely? Yeah. And yeah, which is, by the way, is something that he kept reiterating. I am not against technology. Yeah, right. I'm for the proper use of technology. Right. So what did he say? I don't remember other than he made fun of me as a Protestant. <laughs> uh, he accused Protestants of sometimes making an idol out of the Word of God itself, which I, I think can happen, but I, I don't think... Well, here's how I see that happening. Bible-olatry is when you take your pet thing yeah. and you rip it out of the context and you keep beating people up with that particular Right, when thing. you're in love with your own interpretation. Of yes, so I think that's how I see that. Now, but I don't think that's what he was saying. Yeah, probably not. But, oh well. All right, so that was that was Wednesday. Uh-huh. And uh, right now it's Saturday, and we're driving back from Madison, Wisconsin. Uh-huh. We're at Memorial Baptist Church in Verona with Pastor Jeremy Scott, who has been on this podcast before. Yeah. And, uh, and he's one of our listeners. Yes, he is. You were spotted. You were you were recognized as yes. one of our hosts. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, Pastor Jeremy uh, was put on this conference with the uh, Wisconsin Association of General of Regular Baptists, and uh, this is their annual cult, uh, church and culture conference. 
this year the topic was forgiveness and the speaker was uh, Chris Bronze, pastor of the Red Brick Church in Stillman Valley, Illinois. Again, another uh, another guest on the podcast. Uh, I don't think he's a listener to his shame. Yes, I should say. He, hey, we will forgive him if he starts listening. <laughs> well, it'd be better if he just started listening. Right, anyway, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and so uh, he wrote a book called Unpacking Forgiveness, which again, if you're a listener to this podcast, you already knew that. But if you are listening to this podcast, I am going to give you the chance to earn a copy of this of this book for free. And I don't know how you earn something for free, but anyway, I was just going to say uh, to win a copy. To win is a is a better way of putting that, and I'll and I'll put some details out that about that on our Facebook page and our Twitter account. So I'll be looking for that. So we're going to give away a copy of uh, Unpacking Forgiveness. And it's inter- it's it's interesting, you know, when you. When I first heard about this conference, I'm thinking, forgiveness, huh? I mean, that, why do we need a conference yeah. on that? And yet, he made that clear that this is something that we disagree on a lot. How does how does forgiveness happen? Do we forgive God? Uh, other things that, other questions that he deals with in the book and today in the conference. And, you know, it really was helpful to see some things to to uh, you know deal with figuring out how how do we forgive somebody who's not repentant, for right. instance. And he he made the distinction between moralistic therapeutic uh, deism, deism yeah. mindset that. By the way, we're passing by Faith Community Church. So hey uh, Michael Powers, if you're if you're Michael Caleb Gary Gary Shields Gary Sh- Gary's gonna come on this podcast. He's got to. He keeps rejecting me. Well, but. He says he will, but then he never commits anything. You're just going to have to go on the road again and catch up with him. I guess so. Anyway, the the thing is, in the moralistic, therapeutic way of forgiveness, it's all about feelings. Yeah. It's all about how am I going to feel if I don't forgive this person? Yeah. And it's, you know, to avoid bitterness and all that stuff. And I've heard that, I probably even told people that, you know, you need to forgive because the bitterness is going to eat you away. But his thing was, biblically speaking, forgiveness isn't that. It's about action. It's about, you know, doing what Christ would have you do. Yeah. To to forgive, uh, you know, and he had a good discussion on, well, and forgiveness is marriage the idea of restitution or restoration. Yes. Um, always, reconciliation. Reconciliation is always the point. And whether that happens or not is beside the point. The, the, the idea is to step out and offer that to somebody. Right. You compare it to wrapping a gift. Yeah. So what do you do when someone doesn't forgive you? Right. Uh, and I think that's the, the session we kind of skipped out on. Because we don't need that, right? Well. Anyway, no, he said you, you wrap up the gift and you're always willing to offer that. Now, whether that person is going to unwrap the gift and receive it is up to them. But we are always of the position where we're willing to do that. Um, but, and I would agree with him in, in the book, he says that forgiveness without reconciliation isn't really forgiveness. But there's no excuse for bitterness. And then he, he tried to, to separate the idea of forgiveness away from feelings. Yeah. And so... Um, I, I never, even if that person never accepts my apology or never wants to f- wants my forgiveness, I, I never have excuse me 
bitter against that person. I'll, I'm going to let the Lord take care of that. Which is not easy to do, but then Jesus never promised that it was going to right. be easy. He just tells us to do it. Yep. Another interesting thing was, you know, he had these eight statements or questions that we had. And one was, is, is forgiveness, can forgiveness be done in the moment? Yeah. And I, I, I you know, I'm like, uh, you know, I sort of vacillated and my answer I suppose it can be at times but in my mind some of that would depend on the severity of yeah. the offense I mean it'd be it's easy to say you know yeah I forgive you for doing that little thing but if what if it's somebody's you know uh, besmirched you in public or assassinated your character in some way or actually killed your child or something like that yeah you're going to immediately forget that person well maybe if you've gotten to the place where you know you're mature and you're faith enough to be able to follow Jesus admonition there that can happen but a lot of sort of are not there yet yeah, that's why he calls the book Unpacking Forgiveness. Yeah. Because it says, it, I mean, it, it gives the illustration of packing and, like, moving to a new house. Right. There's a day where you decide to do it. You're just going to do it. You have to do it. But you're going to find, oftentimes, you, you, you pick a date and you do it, but oftentimes you'll find that un, uh, unopened package, like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's still some stuff, there's still some work to do. So sometimes it's more of a uh, progression. Yeah. That's involved. Pretty much a, a, an ongoing, a lifetime endeavor. We're passing and, by the high school that Paul Ryan went to. Yes, and Russ Feinbold and Ray Jewell and <laughs> several people. That, How many times have Paul Ryan, Russ Feingold, and Ray Jewell been used in the same sentence? Never. <laughs> and then the current uh, police chief was in my class. and school board, I, I don't know if he's still the school board president or not, but he was in my class, and the the president of the city council is also was in my class. So. <laughs> but Feingold and, and uh, Ryan came after us, I think. I'm pretty sure. I know Ryan did. I well, think Feingold did. Too. I, I think we got to wrap way. things up here. Did they? We're um, running out of time again? We are. We're actually four minutes away from your house. Well, yeah. And then I gotta get to my house. That doesn't. Well, okay. But I was gonna say that doesn't mean we have to stop talking. But usually you try to keep these things to about a half an hour. Yeah, I think it's probably been over half an hour. Probably. Yeah, we can check the thing here and well, let's see we where we're at. We're at thirty. We're over thirty-one minutes, and our battery's about to die. Uh oh. Well, so we probably should die. wrap yep. it up. So how about this for a theme song for today? On the road again. There. <laughs> good old, good old, old Willie Nelson here. All right. Well, thanks very much for listening, guys. We'll be back next month with another raining in Ray. Um, maybe we'll take another road trip next month. I don't know. Um, well, we are this summer. Yeah, we are. We are going to Grand Rapids, Michigan to the Gerald R. Ar- I, I do Ar- want to wrap up this podcast, by the way, by saying I've got next to me this huge uh, thing of soda that I bought um, that I told my wife I was going to buy. Um, by the way, I, I just Annette, Jewel, if you're listening, um, Ray actually turned down soda. I offered to buy him some. And he turned it down. So I, I want to give Ray credit where credit is due here. He had more self-control than I did. So, well, we were more concerned about Kevin staying awake on the trip yeah. than anything. 
but all right. Well, uh, again, we're going to give away that book, Unpacking Forgiveness, so be looking for how you can win your copy. And don't forget to check out our website at www.basicbiblepodcast.org and check out, we have pictures and stuff on the Twitter website, Twitter website, good night, or Twitter account at Basic Biblecast and on Instagram at uh, Basic Biblecast. So until next time, have a great rest of your week. Any final thoughts, Ray? Goodbye!